It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, time now to speak tennis with Brett Phillips. Thanks to Stan Sport and Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, WATC.tennis. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, our next guest is certainly burning the candle both ends, both of football and tennis, but gee, wasn't the tennis great, Blighty? And uh, Alcaraz and uh, Djokovic wow. played in windy conditions, one of the great finals, one mm. of the, considering Alcaraz lose the first set 6 1. Brett, what a game, and uh, at 6 1, I was just hoping the young fella could stay in the match. Not only stayed in the match, he ended up winning it. Oh, look incredible, uh, gents! And uh, I, I just, I just made sure overnight I didn't get into the horizontal position because I would have missed it. <laughs> so I stayed, I stayed upright. I paced around the, the house. You know, you just replenish with uh, a few different things to to keep you going because there were so many twists and turns and momentum shifts. And you know, you sit there at the end of the first sort of half hour. And there's a little murmuring around the crowd. Okay, gee, we've been here before. Djokovic off to a flyer and he sets the tone. Great front runner. But as he did at the French, um, Elkarez just worked his way into the match. You know, he started to problem solve. He started to get things on his terms. But gee, he, he was so close to going down two sets to love. Saved a couple of set points. And once he was a set apiece, Crab was in his hip pocket, uh, wanting him to win. And then the third set, if anyone hadn't seen that, they'll just think, gee, Carlos must have absolutely blitzed Djokovic 6-1. But the, the matches were long. There was a 26-minute game midway through. I think there were 13 juices. So these games went for quite a while. We knew there would be a response from Djokovic. We got that in the fourth. And then it was probably Carlos running on top of the ground a little bit more in that last set as Novak just started to fade a bit. He made a, a few uncustomary errors, particularly off the backhand that he wouldn't normally make. And he was stretched to all corners by Alcaraz. I mean, as Rod, I've just been listening to Novak and his presser from overnight. And uh, he made the comment that, you know, Alcaraz has got a bit of him. He's got a bit of Roger and he's got a bit of Rafa. I mean, (laughs) put all that together. This is is a fabulous, fabulous player who uh, I don't know what he's going to end up with uh, numbers wise. It could be scary. Who knows what the competition around him is going to be like. Let's hope he and Djokovic play a bit more while Novak's still at his peak and around the top. And it was just a beauty. Unbelievable power Alcaraz possesses. The importance of that second set, Brett. Look, Djokovic, I would have thought all over he wins that when he gets that set point up. But Alcaraz, to his credit, he ended up winning it and and that saved the game. But important, wasn't it? Yeah, it it really was. And you're right. I mean, in terms of the power, I mean, he's four hands up around can get up around 160 k's per hour, just blitzes through the court. Then he's, you know, he's got this beautiful uh, net game, slices really well, and he uses the drop shot, which has been his real DNA, and he disguises that so well. So he's just this really complete player, and he's got the temperament to match, never believes he's uh, out of a match. So he's got a bit of that, you know, that Nadal sort of Spanish bull about him, mm. and he's got the beautiful sort of guile and touch of Federer, and can really crank up the firepower like Federer when he was at his peak winning Wimbledon after Wimbledon when he would just send that beautiful cross-court forehand 
you know, at rocket speed. And yeah, look, it's uh, it's scary what he's uh, going to become. But you know, tennis probably needed it. Um, I've enjoyed the big three, and I, I still want them to achieve Djokovic and Nadal if he does come back. But yeah, Alcaraz uh, just you know, just, just illustrating again that men's men's tennis is in really good hands. Fred, if I, if I could got some words that you said when you talked about this guy, Carlos Alcaraz, coming through the junior grade, you said he was the most complete player you've seen coming mm. up and you nominated him a long way out. I mean, what, what? I mean, I know he's won two now, two majors and all that stuff, but it must have been something different. You've been watching a lot of tennis and a lot of great players. Just what, what made him better? You know, I think the key to any successful idea is uh, you've got to have variety. You've got to have so many different... Um, things in your kit bag that you can go to. I mean, a lot of a lot of coaches will just teach players, you know, just hit balls, hit balls, and it's very up and down. And it's, you know, they, they, they struggle to get out of. They struggle to have a plan B. They struggle to adapt. Uh, whereas he and he was first, yeah, alluded to me at the age of fourteen. I got told in my ear, look out for this Alcaraz kid. So you start watching ITF and Challenger tournaments, and then Juan Carlos Ferreira gets involved. The best movies ever made, and and he has. It just got all the all the qualities you need on a tennis court in high pressure environments, because you've got to change grip sometimes. You've got to you've got to come up with the right shot to execute, and he can just go to so many different things. Whereas some players, they really get exposed, and and they're so methodically sort of trained at a young age, they they struggle to adapt, and they yeah. can't sort of find different ways to win, whereas he can find different ways to win. So there's just got, he's just got all those champion qualities. You talk about his uh, massive forehand. His backhand's unbelievable too, the power there. I don't think I've ever seen Djokovic in certain games and certain points overpowered like that. Not even he could get there. He covers the line so well, Djokovic. But um, when you're hitting it, you know, a few centimetres inside the line at pace, not even the great man, the Joker, could mm. get there. No, and look, Novak made reference... Um, that uh, yeah, his backhand <laughs> was uh, was very similar to his. Yeah, the two-hander, uh, great control, just great accuracy, and and yeah, you know to find those gaps and to, and to execute the power. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, what, what more can I say? I mean, there's just so many superlatives associated with Carlos Alcaraz, and then it's just it's the humility, it's the humbleness. Uh, you know, you're in his presence and he makes you feel like a million dollars if you're taking a photo of him or you're, he's signing an autograph for you. Uh, he's just, he's just, he just embraces everything around him so well. You know, a great team, great family. And he's got a younger brother who was sitting in the stands last night, young Jamie. He's already playing in the 12 and under championships uh, back oh. in Spain, apparently. He's pretty good too, so there might be another one coming. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, wouldn't that be great one day if they play got doubles. to a game? No, they'd play in a Sam slam against each other. <laughs> hey, just, just in, yeah. in closing, mate, Marquita Vonda Rusovova. You, you say it better than me. Uh, it was a classy yeah. win to beat on Javert. Oh, look, it was a beauty. I mean, you couldn't have predicted it four years ago. 19 year old finalist to Ash Barty at the French. Tough period through COVID, 12 months ago, uh, wrist in plaster, didn't play Wimbledon, uh, ranking had slipped. We knew she was better than 42 in the world when we came in. But sometimes you just get on a roll in sport, don't you, bloody? You know yeah. you've been there and you know that whether you're coaching a team or uh, you, you know, you just you knock off one seat or one good team and you, you take another scalp and the confidence builds and, you, and all of a sudden she was in the final and she just executed really well on... Look, had her chances up at, what, a break in both sets. 
just sort of didn't play the pressure moments that well, maybe got a bit uh, anxious and just missed, not much, but just missed enough to, you know, see you behind the eight ball. And, yeah, she's up to 10 in the world, uh, Von Drosova now. is another check. The Czechs, 9 million people, they keep producing good yeah, yeah, female yeah. tennis players. Brett, uh, great coverage too, and uh, no, no doubt we'll be talking US Open. When, when's US Open? Is that um, September or? Yeah, late August. 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 Late August yeah. uh, into early September, yeah. We're on the, on the road to New York now for the next uh, yeah, six weeks or so. So a bit of grass and clay and then on to the, the hard courts over and, in, the, in the US of A. Yeah, it's hard to see yeah. that Alcaraz and Djokovic won't meet up again, both yeah. magnificent hard court players too. Yeah. And it's time to get a bit of sleep uh, for you, mate. Yeah, Djokovic wants that. He's desperate. He wants uh, revenge quickly in the next <laughs> slam. So let's, let's hope we get it. <laughs> Great stuff, Brett. Well done, mate. Thank you, guys.